This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much, and welcome to our second hour for this Sunday morning. And uh, sponsored, as you heard, by Baylor Scott and White. Thank you very, very much. Phone number, if you'd like to call, we have three lines working now 800 288 WBAP. 800 288 9227. Only one of them is occupied at the moment, so it's a good time for you to call through. Our SPCA of Texas pet today, and this one is near and dear to my heart. There's one line in here that made me chuckle the other day when I read it and uh, see if you catch it, see if it makes you chuckle. If you know the breed, it might. This looks like a dog that might be about as close to a pure breed as, uh, as I get. I only see the one photo, so I don't know for sure, but certainly looks like it could be. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Bronx. Bronx is a Welsh Corgi. Pembroke, Pembroke mix. I think a Pembroke Welsh Corgi is a, a breed, and he sure looks like it. He's a smaller dog, weighing in only 34 pounds. He is a year old now. He has a light tan fur with a white underside. Uh, he, he just looks like a Welsh Corgi. There's, there's nothing different about him. We had uh, two. We've had two. And uh, they're wonderful dogs. They're just one. It's the only two dogs I ever bought other than uh, adopting from the SPCA of Texas. I had a reason that I wanted Welsh Corkies. And, um, and they were really good reasons that proved to be valid. He is an ideal choice for someone who likes those refined, squatty little dogs with tiny legs and big ears. They are so much fun, so much personality. Uh, Bronx would do best in a home with everyone over age 15. He is a very active dog, so a backyard should be secured by a fence of at least six feet in height. Really? Really? He must have wings. (laughs) Anyway, that's the line. Bronx, but David writes beautiful lines, and I, I don't mean to belittle. He must be really active. Bronx is a very affable fellow and seems to get along quite well with other dogs. While in foster care, he also managed to get along with cats and even a rabbit. These are hunting dogs. This is really a great dog. Bronx is very attached, uh, a little fellow who loves his humans with all his heart. He would do best in a home where everyone is around most of the time. He loves playing with toys and lounging in comfy dog beds. Bronx is available from the SPCA on a foster-to-adopt basis to make sure it's a perfect fit. The SPCA of Texas has extended its Empty the Shelters adoption special until the end of May, where you can draw for your fee, which will range from absolutely free to $25. $25 is a bargain. Free is a real bargain. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Bronx has been neutered, microchipped, He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines, and he's waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. That's at 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30 west of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoption every day from noon to 6. Animals are available on a walk-in basis, first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. Browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. Also visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. And this is Bronx, and he is a, let's see, his age was, I don't think, oh, a year old now and 34 pounds, Pembroke Welsh Corky. And he is a cute dog. Looks every bit the Welsh Corgi. So good luck to Bronx. That is sponsored by the great people at Baylor Scott and White Health, who sponsor this entire hour for us. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden 
happy and healthy. I'd like to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people, the ones who keep us happy and healthy, and they are the beloved health care workers who are out there on the front line. They have the hardest job of all. We owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. Thank you. They are for never, thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but we see you showing up every day and giving every ounce of your energy. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways you can show your appreciation to the front line. Get vaccinated. Wear your mask. Those are great ways to show your support and share those messages uh, on social media. One more big thank you to Baylor Scott and White Health, especially to the front line, for all that you do to keep us all safe. So once again, join me in saying to Baylor Scott and White Health and all the other frontline workers, thank you. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. All right, thank you very much, Stuby. I'm having trouble with my left eye. It just is fuzzing, uh, fuzzing over on me when I'm reading. And. Uh, have an eye doctor appointment schedule. I've had double vision issues because of medications, and uh, that's not what's happening right now. But it's just ah, just aggravating. So had the cataract surgery, had regular eye exams every three or four months. So anyway, time for another one. Let's go to Harry in Waxahachie. Harry, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, good morning, sir. I spoke with you about three weeks ago regarding a pear tree and uh, fire blight. Yes, and after I, after I talked to you, I went to Callaway's in Arlington and had a talk with a very nice gentleman. He told me that uh, basically I was going to have to do some aggressive pruning. And as a result, I've basically cut the whole top out of this tree. Uh, it's still got some limbs and there's a few pears on it. But three questions. First of all, is fire blight airborne? Second, uh, is there anything I, did, I need to look for on the tree trunk or the, or the uh, limbs? To, for further uh, attacks of fire blight, and third, is there anything I can do systemically, uh, you know, fertilizer or whatever, to uh, prevent this from happening next year? All right. Number one, what variety is it? I don't remember. Yeah, it's a it's a kefir pear tree. Oh, I, I remember. Kefir is the most resistant of the cultivated pears that we have. I, I remember telling you that. Um, yeah. You want to avoid high nitrogen fertilizer that would stimulate strong regrowth. You're going to be tempted to try to make it grow faster to fill those voids back in. And uh, nitrogen will promote soft, succulent growth, which is highly susceptible to fire blight. So stay away from that with lawn food, um, and, and especially stay away from it with uh, high nitrogen lawn food that is directly intended to make the tree grow if you have to fertilize your lawn just do it sparingly beneath the tree secondly uh that yes there is a preventive that you use at the time of bloom that is agricultural streptomycin antibiotic spray that you spray when the when the tree is in full bloom and uh, that gets into the uh, into the flowers and it helps protect against the uh, the spread uh, fire blight is uh, spread uh, by bees. They carry it from one infected flower to uh, a, a otherwise healthy flower. And uh, the streptomycin will not harm the bees, but it will protect the uh, tree from the spread of the, of the fire blight. There's nothing you do at this point other than the pruning. Um, whether you could see something on the trunk now and on the remaining branches, uh, a plant pathologist who knows what he or she is looking for probably could. Um, it will look like a lesion, like somebody held a match up near the, the bark, hence the, the, the name fire blight. Uh, I'm not sure I'm the man I need to be to be able to see that, but I have seen some that I could recognize. But usually when I see it, there's black tissue just beyond it, and so it's easy to say, well, there's the black tissue. Oh, yeah, there's the lesion. Uh, if I didn't have the black tissue, it might be a little harder to see the lesion, but, but that's what they would look for. There's probably a lot of illustrated information online through university, plant pathology, uh, fire blight on 
uh, pear twigs. If you do, if you Googled that, I'll bet you'd find lots of photographs. Okay, sure. Thank you very much, and I appreciate your help. You bet, Harry. Thanks for the call. All right, Marilyn and Rockwell, you'll be coming up next. Stay right with me. Fire blight is a serious disease of all members of the rose family. The rose plant family is an interesting family. You know, we are primates, and uh, we, we pick up in our family a lot of interesting animals. Birds are not in our plant uh, animal family. Snakes are not in our animal family. But monkeys and chimpanzees and a lot of primates that I can't even think of are in our animal family. Well, in the rose family, you pick up dewberries and strawberries and loquats and catoniasters and pyracanthas and peaches and plums and pears and nectarines and cherries and apples. It's a heck of a family. And I'm leaving out some. And roses, by the way. And all of them are susceptible to some degree to fire blight. But chief among them are pears and, uh, and apples and cotoneasters, uh, to some degree loquat. What else have I seen fire blight hit badly? Those are the main ones, especially pears. So that's uh, just kind of a factoid that might be of interest to you, and perhaps wouldn't be, but there it is. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. As I wrap up my offer on the fifth printing at thirty-two ninety-five. oh my goodness, I never thought it would come to that. I just ended up with a surplus of the fifth printing when all of a sudden the printer found the paper. It was this supply chain thing will drive you nuts. I, I didn't think it would ever touch a, a book, but sure enough it did. I was worried about it in October when I called the printer and said, uh, this is what happens when you self-publish. You, you, you're at their mercy and of the supply chain. I said, I'd like to have you go ahead and buy the ink, buy the paper, whatever else you need to be able to print the sixth printing when I say go, uh, and I'll pay to have it stored, I'll pay to have it bought, but I just need to make sure that you have it. Okay, we can do that. And, and so we had the contract all agreed on, and about a month later in November they said, well, bad news is we can't get the paper. It's going to be six or 12 months. I said, that's a killer. I'm going to run out of books. So I started hoarding the fifth printing, and then all of a sudden in March, I guess it was, they called and said, uh, King's Axe, we found the paper. We're going to put it back on the presses, and now I have the sixth printing ready. I'm clearing out the fifth printing. You're getting the bargain, and uh, here is the deal. For $32.95, you're going to be getting a book that will be $38.95. Satisfaction guaranteed completely or a full refund. It has 11 chapters that cover all aspects of outdoor gardening for every part of Texas. And uh, it covers uh, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. 344 pages, 840 photographs. I sign every copy as it sells. I'll have it to you by mid to late week this week. So here's how you order it. Since it's not in stores and not on Amazon, you order it by calling my office Monday through Friday, business hours, or better yet, you order it directly from my website. And uh, the phone number to the office is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it from neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. 
Hope you will join us. That's our church. The uh, live stream service online is at sharingtheheart.org at 10.05 today. And uh, there also and there is an in-church service at that time. And then also the service that we're able to attend at 11.10. It's at 315 North Church Street in downtown McKinney, about two blocks off the square. 315 North Church Street. Look forward to seeing you there. Let me tell you about Mueller right now. 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs were scarce. Hopes remained high, however, and it was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now, 90 years later, the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products, they understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal product, uh, metal roof is made to last and protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we are accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rains, the hail and snowstorms for years to come. That's a lot longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, uh, choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com to learn more and to find a retailer near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to have over your house. Give them a, a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. They're Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. That's Mueller at 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you very much. We have one open line right now at 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. We go to Marilyn in Rockwall. Marilyn, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, I have a, two Yupon hollies that the landscaper planted in my yard um, last October. Well, this spring now I noticed that a good many of the branches have no leaves on them. And the branches that do have leaves, it's very sparse. Okay. Uh, How tall are they? What's going on? How tall are they? um, Maybe six feet. Okay. And were they in pots when he brought them to the location, or were they uh, bald and burlapped? I believe they were bald and burlapped. Okay. Because they were sizable. Yeah. Sure. That's not uncommon, Marilyn. Um, oh, good. I, I don't know that. No, I don't know that it's good. Uh, it's not uncommon. Oh. Yeah. What What happens is that yopons get dug, and there's a, a loss of roots. They struggle, and so what you're seeing is called transplant shock. One of the things that, for all of my career, 45 years of doing commercial radio, one of the things that I have never accepted. It doesn't come up very often, but I will not do an ad that includes the phrase fresh shipment, uh, freshly dug Yopon hollies, because I think a Yopon needs to sit in a nursery for six months or longer to prove that it's good and healthy and vigorous. They struggle. They're dug out of nature, some of them, a lot of them. Now, fewer and fewer are grown that way. But there was a time when all of the yopons of any size were dug from nature. The nurseries didn't grow them. They didn't have them. They, they weren't ready yet. Uh, uh-huh. na- now, in this day and age, there are nurseries that are raising uh, yopon hollies to, to be transplanted as trees. But it's, it's most likely that this is transplant shock from having been dug. What, what I would recommend, if you're pretty sure it was bald and burlapped, or if you just want to ask the nursery, uh, or I will. landscaper, just say, I talked to Neil, and he is concerned when I told him this was bald and burlapped, 
he was concerned that this is probably transplant shock. What do I do with that? Because I'm sure that the plant has a guarantee on it. Yeah. The plants. And uh, generally what I do when I transplant a Yopon, I, I try to buy them out of containers, first of all, so I don't have any root loss. Uh, and so if you end up having to replace them, I would try to find some that are in, in large pots instead of uh, dug plants. Um, and, and if you can't do that, then I prune them back significantly when they're planted just to compensate for all those roots that get left behind in, in the field or wherever they're dug. So you don't think just naturally they're going, it's going to come back? Well, it sets them back enough, and if they weren't pruned at the time that they were transplanted, then their their root system, limited as it is now because of the cutting, um, is trying to support what used to be a much, you know, the, the, the old plant. And if the oh. person planting them didn't prune them and thin them out and cut the height back, they're trying to support a full plant with a less than full root system. That's why they Got struggle. It. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. I think I would just in in I'd take photographs and uh, yes. document when you took them and and just begin to have a dialogue with the the people that planted them for you, and you should know by the end of the summer, which would be well within the year, you should know how well they're going to do for you, and and with a little okay. luck they'll they'll make it good to you. I'll bet they will. Thanks so much. All right. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, Wayne in Weatherford, you'll be coming up next, and I really want to talk to you. And, oh, boy, the next two calls are very important ones, so I'll sure look forward to it. And Mike in in Floyd, Texas, so there we go. need to tell you about Whiskey Stone right now. Whiskey Stone, 1983 is when they started, and that was uh, Mike Wisnan's dad uh, started the business, and Mike took over not too long after that, and uh, he has grown it into a wonderful business. Whiskey Stone. Quiz as in Whiznand and Q as in Quarry Stone. They go to quarries all over the southwest to find the finest in stone and bring it back to the stone yard. They also happen to know the best landscaped contractors anywhere around. So if you're not adept at uh, using the stone and putting it in place, they have people who are more than adept, who are highly skilled and can do you a beautiful turnkey job. Let Whiskey Stone help you. Take photographs of what you have seen that you really like. Maybe it's a a beautiful patio or maybe it's a walkway or a retaining wall. Take uh, photos of that. Take Take photos of your existing yard and what you're trying to accomplish and the measurements. Uh, of the area that you're trying to put a retaining wall in. Take all of that to them and let their their specialist sit with you and say, okay, you will need so many tons of stone, and here is the stone we would recommend to you. They'll be happy to help you. It's 22 acres of this kind of gorgeous stone for all landscaping needs. They are open Monday through Saturday at 4501 East Loop 820 South in southeast Fort Worth. It's uh, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com, whizqstone, whiz, W-H-I-Z hyphen Q.com, whizqstone. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP. My electronic newsletter is called eGardens. It's free and always will be. It comes directly from my computer to your email Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. I enjoy eGardens. It's lucky that I do because I spend a day and a half a week working on it now. I've added to my workload significantly because we now do Q&A each week, and I ask and invite you to uh, submit your questions there. Uh, the first week I had more than 100 questions, and I had to put a meter on it to shut it down after uh, 20 or 25 questions have been submitted so that it wouldn't fall too far behind. There's no point in answering a question that was asked a month ago. People have found the answer somewhere else. But eGardens has been fun. I also have a feature plant of the week. I have a, a, a feature within eGardens that is gardening this weekend where I point out the things to do in the ensuing uh, three or four days and a couple of other stories. I think you'll find it to be very, very useful. 
and uh, and enjoyable. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. You, you must sign up for it, however. It's free, always will be. I'll never spam you. I don't give or sell your e- email address to anyone. Go to my website, neilsperry.com. You'll see eGardens, and that's where you sign up for it, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. North Texas actor will be in court tomorrow charged with defrauding the government. I'm Dennis Martin. From the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. Chevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. Constructions closed HOV lanes both east and westbound I 30 between Jim Miller Road and Northwest Drive. Construction also blocks Highway 67's HOV lanes in both directions between Loop 12 Ledbetter and Camp Wisdom Road. And with WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today, cloudy, cooler, with scattered rain possible. High temperature, no more than 72 degrees. Tomorrow, Monday, will be cloudy with scattered showers or storms. And a high, maybe about 78. Right now, 62 degrees in Dallas, 60 in Fort Worth. The actor who played the Red Power Ranger in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movies and TV series been charged with wire fraud conspiracy relating to the COVID-19 Paycheck Protection Program. The FBI arrested Jason Geiger, one of 19 defendants named in a federal indictment. He is in jail pending a hearing tomorrow in Plano. The American Lifeguard Association wants to change the way we think about lifeguards. Uh, there is currently a national lifeguard shortage. And B.J. Fisher says it's because too many people mistakenly think they've aged out of the job. Go on down and check out to see what it takes to be a lifeguard at your community pool, community Y, whatever, wherever, beach. And they're, they're going to welcome the inquiry because the demand is huge. Fisher says lifeguards, great summer job for teachers or retirees. Meanwhile, some pools, including many in the Metroplex, won't even open this summer or have reduced hours because of the nationwide lifeguard shortage. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you, sir. Let me tell you about advanced foundation repair. And you say, well, Neil, it's not summer yet. I don't need foundation repair. Let me tell you, as dry as this year starting out, there's going to be a run toward foundation repair, I predict. And uh, you don't want to be trampled in that run. Go ahead and make the call now. If you've had any suggestion, any uh, fear that you have a foundation problem, go ahead and let them look. They can tell very well right now if there is foundation trouble on your horizon. And uh, even after a rain, they can tell. Uh, what they will do is a it's, it's almost like a topographic map of your slab. They also can do pier and beam houses. They have a separate division within the company. They're just pretty amazing. That's all there is to it. And they identify, going back to the slab foundation, where the cracks are in the foundation. Let's say that you have carpeting across your floor. That's what we had. And they said, here is a crack. And they drew it on their on their map. And they said, it's a significant crack because there is a problem in the foundation down here. And boy, when we peeled up the carpet to do some remodeling later, there was a crack. I think you could have broken an ankle in that crack. We had really good padding and hadn't noticed the crack. Well, they got it all healed up and made our house whole once again. That particular room was an add-on. It had not been done by the same architect that did the rest of our house. Advanced Foundation Repair performed a miracle. And they can do the same for you. People tell me all the time about how happy they are with the work of Advanced Foundation Repair. And you will be, too. Give them a call. Uh, the uh, inspection of your home is absolutely free and without obligation. 
And uh, if you have them do the work, it will be done punctually. It'll be done with a lifetime transferable guarantee. They were the first ever to have that. That's why they call themselves advanced. They've advanced their industry. That's what. And, uh, and it's transferable owner to owner. Here's the phone number for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com, plural foundationrepairs.com. It's advanced foundation repair. Mark Cuban here. Happy 100th anniversary, WBAP. Thanks for serving the DFW Metroplex. All right, Mark. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about my website. It's neilsperry.com. That's where you go to buy my book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, at that ridiculous price of thirty-two ninety-five as I close out the uh, fifth printing of the book. That's at neilsperry.com. It's where you go to sign up for my eGardens electronic newsletter. It's absolutely free, but you have to go to my website. That's also where you go to see my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions, FAQs. And uh, so I hope you'll get in the habit of looking there. Just a whole lot of good information on rose rosette virus and take-all root rot and a lot of other important things. All of that at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right. Thank you very much, Stubby. And we go back to the phone lines to Wayne in Weatherford. Wayne, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say uh, I have your book, and I've listened to you for 20 years. And uh, get your little e uh, garden deal on Thursday evening and really enjoy it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the question I have, my house is was built. We moved to Weatherford in 91. It was built in 73. And it had an established uh, St. Augustine yard, real nice over the years and stuff. And then about, oh, and I know all the diseases and stuff it gets. But anyway, about five years ago, it started getting that uh, tars, you know, where the first I thought it lacked needed iron and stuff. And then finally you came on the radio and said, you know, this is a no fungus disease, it's, you know. And, and so anyway, I bought some of the Scott's uh, fungicide uh, powder and put it on there. You know, and of course, it's kind of expensive. And. Uh, but it's pretty much hadn't, you know, didn't do the job, and I think it's, I think the yard's pack wore out, and I've got about, oh, this uh, year, you know, watered all my bushes and trees and everything over the past two years during the freeze and kept them alive, but, you know, the yard, I had to kind of let it go a little bit as far as watering, you know, and we're in a drought out here now, and so, but I've got about, oh, oh, 10, 10 spots that are probably about 10 by 10 that's completely dead now. And I was going to recite re- instead of putting sod down. Uh, I want to go with Bermuda, and I was going to put Bermuda seed down. And the question I have is, uh, what would be the best uh, Bermuda seed to put down? Uh, you know, except that be hauled or whatever. I know the home center sells Bermuda seed, but I know, uh, and I, you know, it might be from a far different part of the country. But uh, what would you recommend on Bermuda seed? lot to think of in, in your commentary there because, first of all, we're not sure it's uh, T-A-R-R that take all root rot that, that killed the grass. I, I don't want to immediately assume that that was it. Uh, the Azoxystrobin, the, the Scott's halt uh, uh, disease X, I'm sorry, uh, normally is effective on it. So um, yeah. Yeah. that, that yeah. makes me wonder if that's indeed what you have. Is this in yeah. full well, sun? Is yeah. this in full sun? Oh, yes, sir. Full sun now. We, now. Had, we had a bunch of trees, big trees in the backyard. It's a, yard's probably, a, a lot size is 100 by 200, and we had some big trees, and they've all died off over the years. So uh, it's pretty much full sun now. Okay. Uh, was it in full sun when the grass was struggling? Yes, sir. All right. Well, without without making sure that you have t- uh, take all root rot, um, I hate to see you jumping to conclusions and going completely in a different direction. But I'll I'll 
you know, I, it's easy enough to look at the runners and, and identify that disease. You can do it with a hand lens. So yes, I would encourage you to go online and, and uh, uh, let, let uh, some of the close-up photography that uh, the universities have, uh, have put online of take-all root rot uh, yeah. kind of guide you as to whether that might be what you're seeing because you still have it, and, and uh, obviously, so you can see it before you tear everything up. If you decide to go with Bermuda, uh, if you're going to plant seed, you have to rototill that area and rake it and uh-huh. prepare a good seed bed for it. Plugs would be easier. Yeah. Cutting sod into plugs would be much easier. I would recommend Common Bermuda. That's the variety name, Common Bermuda. Uh, whether you use seed or whether you use sod, um, and uh, you would want it, uh, you would want it uh, uh, out of the holes. Uh, so it has had the holes removed. Ninety-five percent of the, I believe I have the, the statistic right. Ninety-five percent of the Bermuda seed in America is produced in Yuma County, Arizona. So I don't think it matters where you buy it or who, what brand is on it. It's going to be from Yuma County, Arizona. So there you go. That's that part's. I think I've answered that one. I think you're all set. But I, you know, what you're going to find is that. Um, if something else killed the St. Augustine and you plant Bermuda in there, if the, the remaining St. Augustine is healthy, it's going to crowd out this Bermuda. St. Augustine is the dominant grass. So I, I hate to see you completely shut down on the St. Augustine until you're sure it was T-A-R-R. Well, uh, these areas that I've got there, uh, I mean, the, the, the St. Augustine grass that was there and everything's dead. I got that. I didn't miss that. <laughs> But there are other things that can kill St. Augustine. Chinch bug damage last summer could have killed that. There, there are lots of things that can kill it, and I just yeah, need to have you make sure that that's what the problem is. But but anyway, yeah, I'll leave that I, up I to you. It. Yeah, I've treated it in the past whenever I've gotten a, a okay. chinch bugs, you know, and, you know, I, I know how to recognize that and put the killer on there to kill the chinch bugs. And stuff. All right. Well, that's that. I think I answered your question, so I'll, I'll let it go with that. No point in prolonging the the uh, okay, discussion because I think we've covered it. But good luck with it, Wayne. I know it's frustrating. Good luck. I appreciate your call. Thank, Thank you, sir. You, you betcha. Let me go to Mike in Floyd. Mike, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello. Uh, I'm actually in Troy, Texas. Troy. Well, yeah, we missed right that one badly, Friday. didn't we? Uh planted a red oak tree it was my wife's christmas present and i caught part of your broadcast uh your show i believe last sunday and you talked about wrapping the trunk yes sir uh and i just i wasn't paying attention then i started thinking about it and i thought well i need to find out more uh about what i need to do okay uh, was that this past Christmas? Yes. All right. Good. Um, any tree that has a slick trunk, uh, doesn't have much bark yet, needs to be protected after it's been planted uh, for the first couple of, of uh, years. It's best if it can be done the moment it's planted into the yard. It's it's certainly important to be done before summertime, so you're, you're okay there. Um, what happens is... Uh, Mike, these things are grown uh, in nurseries where they are pot to pot, and they shade one another, so they have protection. But then when we put them out in the yard, suddenly that shade is gone, and the sun beats down on them. It will cause the the bark on the west or southwest side of the tree to overheat and crack, just like a windshield cracks when it overheats. And um, we wrap the trunk to prevent that and also to prevent... Uh, boars and and insects from coming in as a sec as secondary in, invaders. Uh, paper tree wrap is what I prefer. It's not always easy to find. Uh, a lot of the uh, I've been working uh, with Ace Hardware as a as a sponsor. They sponsor my entire program at uh, KLIF, and so I meet with them every once in a while. And that's one thing I've encouraged them to stalk. And a lot of their uh, uh, garden sections do have the uh, paper tree wrap. You can also buy it online. I know that uh, 
the uh, there there are several sources of it. Uh, I think um, oh mental lapse now, but you won't have any trouble if you put paper tree wrap in for a Google search of of buying it. Uh, you won't have any trouble finding it. It's about a I'm holding my fingers apart. I would guess about a three and a half inch width. It is like crepe paper, but it has uh, it may have some asphalt in the middle of it. It's it's much heavier than crepe paper. Uh, it has a brown paper on on the outsides, and uh, with uh, some kind of asphalt or something in it to give it real body, and it's crinkled. And so as you pull it, it 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 grabs against itself. You start at the bottom of the trunk and you go up to the lowest branches, and uh, uh, and and it will stay in place without being tied. Leave it for a couple of years. Will I have to replace it? Not after a couple of years. Okay, so I need to leave it on there for a couple of years, and if it begins to get weathered or whatever, uh, I just rewrap it if needed. I don't think it'll be needed. The only thing that would cause it to be needed would be if it got torn by a dog chain or a you know, some kind of something happened to it it got hit by okay. a of a lawnmower or something it does not tear easily it's not it's not uh, going to wear okay. out the stuff is fabulous it expands as the tree trunk grows larger but it doesn't I, girdle I that with the tree question as the tree grows it, it will it will grow with the tree of course in a couple of years and leave it on for a couple of years yes sir all right all right hey, thank you you're I welcome you're welcome. Love, Thanks for love, the call. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Jerry and Eula, stay with me. We're coming right back to you. I have time for one other call beyond, Jerry, if you'd like to be that caller. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I have a photo of paper tree wrap there on a, on a, a Nellie R. Stevens holly trunk, in fact, in our yard. This is a, a very unexpected opportunity for you to save a lot of money on my book. The book is normally and will be thirty-eight ninety-five, which is a bargain for this book. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper with 840 photographs and 344 pages. If this book were put in bookstores or sold on Amazon, it would be 50 to $60. But it is only $32.95, and uh, that... Uh, is because you're buying it directly from me, and I'm shipping it directly to you. There are no middle people involved taking their little handout out of the out of the till. So that's uh, that's one reason I wanted to do it this way. The other reason was I wanted to sign every copy as they sold, and this is a way that I can. I'll be signing books tonight. I'll be signing probably tomorrow a good many, and then we'll get them to the post office. Now, chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, things you need to know to be successful. What are the soil types of Texas? What are the climate types of Texas? And uh, chapter two is a perpetual calendar. It has all 12 months and then what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in that month in your landscape and garden. Remember, this is written for every state, every county in the state of Texas. Uh, chapters 3 through 11 are extremely detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, and lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Huge amount of information, and uh, it will help every gardener in Texas. As I mentioned, you get a money-back guarantee on the book. If you're not happy for any reason, your uh, purchase price will be refunded. 75,000 copies sold, not one request for refund yet. Now, here are the two ways you can order it since it's not in stores, not on Amazon. Order it directly by calling my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, 800-752-GROW. But don't wait. Order before or run out. That's 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it from my website right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I will have copies, the six printing copies, but they'll be $6 more. Save the money by ordering at neilsperry.com. 
Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware. Folks, you already knew that. You've heard the slogan, and hopefully you have experienced that. You know, people call here and they say, Neil, I went into the, this box store or that big box store, and I'm thinking, don't say that. Tell me you went into Ace Hardware and you got this or that or how great the people were because that will be, first of all, a really truthful statement. Their people really are good. Secondly, you already know those people. They're your neighbors. And third, they have the same great stuff, sometimes even better, and they have it at great prices. Plus, they have the knowledge of being local people who uh, know the local conditions. So that's why you go to ACE, just because they're great people and they're local business people who care about your town. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Miracle Grow Garden Soil for eight ninety nine. Save two dollars with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only six ninety nine. There's a limit of sixty bags. Grow a bountiful harvest with Miracle Grow Garden Soil vegetables and herbs, enriched with a blend of essential nutrients and formulated with continuous release plant food. It will feed plants for up to three months. Ready to grow big, beautiful in-ground flowers? Well, trust miracle Grow garden soil flowers. Enriched with continuous-release plant food, this soil will feed for up to three months. And meanwhile, moisture control technology protects plants against over- and under-watering. It grows plants twice as large with miracle Grow versus unfed plants. It's for in-ground use only. That's at Ace Hardware. Ace they're parts of our neighborhoods. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you. Let's go to uh, Jerry and Ulyss. Jerry, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Yes, Neil, sir. my question, my question uh, regards a shrub, abelia, the kaleidoscope variety. Yes, uh, these were these were planted in a new home in the Lakewood area of Dallas three years ago. So they went through the hard trees. Uh, they also had Indian hawthorns in the flower bed. The Indian hawthorns pretty much were uh, gone. So I removed them and basically reshuffled the flower beds. I transplanted the abelias, took a pretty good root ball when I transplanted them. And once again, this was last fall. So this spring, I expected them to leaf out, but they haven't. They're just sitting there with some very small green leaves. When you uh, scratch the bark with your fingernail, they're totally green. I got impatient about a week ago and went ahead and cut them back drastically probably 10 inches from the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question to you is, are these things worth waiting on, or should I just call them done and replace them with something else? Okay, so you have asked my opinion, and, and I'll give it, and it probably won't be what you want to hear, and I'll apologize already. That's not my favorite plant. I love abelias. That one has never been a very strong grower for me. And uh, I think probably it didn't make it through the transplanting. It probably was weak to start with, having gone through the cold. And then when you transplanted it, that probably didn't help it. But I don't want you kicking yourself all over town because of it. I, I think uh, probably it just, it's just not. I see them occasionally where they have grown and done well, but I see a lot more of them where they struggle. And so you're not alone. And then those plants haven't been moved how much sunlight have they been in before and after they were moved they are absolutely full sun all day long yeah the ones i've seen that that do well are morning sun afternoon shade 
which is typical okay. of, of highly variegated plants. They normally can't handle the sun okay. as well. I okay. just, I, I'd be putting something else in there. I, in fact, okay. I, I, I would not have brought them home in my car. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I've, I've been burned twice on those, and I am done. I'm just done. Okay. Well, I actually have the same plant in my home in uh, Grapevine, mm-hmm. and they 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 hit the same freeze, and they actually come up, and they're thriving right now. So I don't know. Grapevine has better soil, though, remember? I, I think most of Grapevine has red soil, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's good soil. And I do say the one in Lakewood, when I redid the flower bed, it was absolutely hard clay. I did the best I could with a deep till and added a lot of organic compost. But it's still, you're right, there's not good soil there. That makes so, all the difference. And and what you had in Grapevine is more like what people would encounter in Tyler. And I think in, in East Texas, I think they're fine plants. But I just, okay. I have the same kind of soil in, in my Collin County landscape that you have in lakewood and it's on my never again list with bald cypress and wax myrtles and some other things that i don't care if i ever see again (laughs) okay a little bitter can you tell (laughs) yeah uh follow-up question if go ahead and take them out what i was going to suggest actually it's my daughter's home i was going to suggest uh nana dwarf nana nandinas which i've had throughout my grapevine yard and they've done great even through the hard freeze. Uh, your suggestion or recommendation, whether that would be a good replacement? They're pretty. My personal preference is um, uh, is is the uh, the one that looks more like Nandina foliage, and that would be Harbor Dwarf, the old one, or Flirt, which is the new one that's uh, very similar. Uh, if you like the Nana look, then maybe a Blush would be would be good for you. Okay, is Nana, variety? The the old type Nana had some disease issues that gave it that odd coloration, and they kind of limited its life expectancy. So stepping okay. it up to the the newer uh, uh, introductions, I think those others would be would be better. I really like Harbor Dwarf and Harbor Bell, which are very similar. I'm not sure I can tell them apart. And then um, uh, then the uh, the the third one is uh, is Flirt. Take a look okay. at those and see what you think. They spread better, and they fill in, and they, they're much more permanent. I have one okay. comment I need to make for another caller, so let me run on that one, Jerry. Good luck with it, and thanks for the call. Thank you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer Cindy in Will's point without putting her on the air mic. Cindy, your red oak's 57 years old with trunks splitting vertically. That sounds to me like radial shake, and I hope you'll call me next week early in the program. Radial shake was caused by the cold last year. Most of the red oaks I've seen, been watching, uh, have uh, have survived it, but are going to need some major uh, pruning. But it was uh, to to get rid of dead branches. But uh, please call me back, and we'll have a longer time to talk about it, folks. I hope you have a great week. It's been fun being with you, and Mike Bass. Thank you. Until next week, happy gardening.